I'm Derek Thompson, longtime writer with The Atlantic Magazine on tech, culture, and politics. There is a lot of noise out there, and my goal is to cut through the headlines, loud tweets, and hot takes in my new podcast, Plain English. I'll talk to some of the smartest people I know to give you clear viewpoints and memorable takeaways. Plain English starts November 16th. Listen for free on Spotify or wherever you get your podcasts. This episode is brought to you by Empower. You got money questions like, can I retire early? What are my best savings options? Can I afford to pay for my kid's education? Luckily, Empower has all the answers. With Empower's real-time dashboard and real live conversations, you get clarity on your real-life financial goals. So join 18 million Americans and Empower What's Next. Start today at Empower.com. Tap the banner or visit this episode's page to learn more. Sponsored by Empower, not an endorsement or a statement of satisfaction by a client. This episode is brought to you by Lululemon. Guys, if you're ready for a new pair of pants, try one of Lululemon's ABC pants. They're made to make you look and feel good. And there's lots of different styles to choose from. My favorite, because I walk around LA every day, I like the joggers. I'm not jogging, I'm just walking fast. But if you're working out, I would try them out. And if you want something a little sleek, maybe business-like, maybe try the ABC Slim Fit Trouser, but I am a joggers guy. I just, once COVID happened, I was just like, I'm, I wanna wear jogging pants and joggers and all kinds of soft pants as much as I possibly can, especially when I'm working out. Ultra comfortable and versatile. ABC pants are really in a league of their own. Buy a pair right now at lululemon.com. Welcome to the Ringer Fantasy Football Show. My name is Danny Heifetz. I am joined by Danny Kelly and Craig Korolbeck. It is Friday. Not really we're recording this on Thursday, but you're listening to this on Friday. It's Shark Tank. We're doing prop bets. We're diving right in. We're doing it. We're going right in it. Woo. DK. Yo. <laughs> Give me a prop bet right now. Wow. Go. Okay. I got one for you guys. Bring it. A $5 investment. Mike Evans going over 59.5 receiving yards against the Bills this week. Let me lay it out for you guys. Okay. Number one. I don't know. I just looked at that number. It didn't feel super high, especially mm. compared to some of the other guys in this game. Um, the Bills are without Tredavious White, the rest corner. Uh, Evans has gone over this number this year, 8 of 12 games. Last week, Evans had 133 air yards and a 41% air chair. He's getting a lot of looks, especially downfield, deep shots. I think that's going to continue with Antonio Brown still out. Um, and more importantly, I think the big thing here, and Craig, I'm, I'm pandering to you on this one. Oh, I'm riding the Brady for MVP train. Yeah. Brady wants this MVP, what? baby. What just happened? I'm pandering. Why are you pandering not to me? Because I know that Why you don't Why don't I get shit. pandered to? <laughs> you want to get pandered to? Because I think if to? I tried to pander to you, you'd probably reject me anyway. I love um, pandering. I Craig has a softer too. heart. I can be bought. That's fair. Maybe I should offer also, you Also, what does Brady money. MVP train have to do with Mike Evans? I actually Hyphen, genuinely Hyphen, I'll pay you $5 to go in on this bet with me. Why are um, you taking... Why aren't you taking the over on Brady then? Okay, so here's here's why. I think there's going to be a lot of passing yards in this game. Okay. Uh, number one, I mean, apart from the whole Brady thing, the Bills and the Bucks are the two the NFL's two highest neutral situation passing teams. So in other words, both of these teams want to pass the ball all, all over the yard. The over under on this game is fifty three point five. The Buccaneers implied total in this game is twenty eight points. 
I think they're going to pass a ton. I think, and and that also is kind of like this whole Brady thing. Like he's going to want to have like three, four touchdowns in this game. You know, it's a big game. Um, two really good teams. I don't understand teams. that part. Like, are you saying that Brady wants to win MVP so he will throw for more yards? Yes, correct. I don't think that's at all. He's how going he scorched earth. What? Are you serious, or is this like a bit? What are you talking about? Uh-oh. We've, ha- we've, ha- we've discussed this several times. Mom and dad are fighting again. No, what is your question? I'm basically saying that I don't think Brady cares about his stats. I think he wants to win the game. Oh, no. I, I completely disagree. But Craig and I have talked about this multiple times on the podcast. Now you're dis- now you're disagreeing with it? I thought it was like a half <laughs> bit. I mean, no, <laughs> no. The first part you said I love. I love like the neutral situation pass rates. Like the Bills throw a lot. The Bucks fall a lot. Throw a lot. This is how they want to win. But the passing is the means to winning. The Brady wants to win MVP, so he's going to throw more. Is I don't think that has any credence. Okay, fair enough. Craig, thoughts? With all that said, I'm in. <laughs> I pandered to the right person this time. <laughs> I actually, <laughs> I actually thought about Mike Evans uh, putting him down as well. Uh, I, he's gone over this total like the last three games, and obviously they're still without Antonio Brown. Bills missing Tre'Davious White with such a high total, fifty nine and a half. I mean, that's what the second highest total of, of the Bucks receiving core. If if I think the Brady line's like three oh seven. If Brady's throwing for three oh seven, <clears throat> excuse me, Mike Evans is going to have more than fifty nine and a half yards. So I do like this a lot, and I'm with you on so. the Brady. Uh, you know what I think? I think Brady will check out of a run on third and goal <laughs> to throw a yeah. touchdown because I think he wants to lead the league in touchdowns at fucking forty four, whatever he is, and I think he wants to win the MVP over Rodgers. Brady's I think psycho, Craig was doing a, a bit way. and convinced DK of it in real life. This is what I think happens on the internet. Like 14-year-olds <laughs> fuck with people and then they don't get the sarcasm translation. So I'm the version of like a little shitty kid playing Call of Duty against like an adult and I'm 14 and I'm talking You're shit You're the 14-year-old on Reddit and DK got converted to q and I'm like what just happened mean here. to my family because Craig is trolling me on uh, on like the gamer shit. Basically. <laughs> it's like this 14-year-old oh I, kid. I, so I, I think there will be a lot of passing in this game, but honestly, I'm just zooming out here for a second. Guys, we, we, we've not been doing well on these prop bets, and it's because we got away from the unders. The overs are more fun to bet, but like the overs... Well, we the didn't get away win. from the unders. We never went for the unders. Ever. I did. I started, one week. We I like started one week. 14 of 15 on the season doing unders, somehow got shamed into doing overs, and here I am. I'm going back to the unders this week, and honestly, I'm out because this isn't over. Oh, you're just out on all <laughs> See, overs? I told I'm you. Big, I have to be really convinced to go back to overs. I'm serious. What, okay. what, wait, explain to me why you're not convinced about Mike Evans getting 60 yards against the Bills at home. Because Mike Evans is just really volatile, man. And I just, I, seriously, I'm, I'm, this, is, this is austerity season. Like, I, I, we, we, we got to stabilize. I'm going back, I'm going back to under season. I'm like, <laughs> like, I need a break last in case of emergency over. That's what I need to hear. All right. Heifetz, you'll like my next one, but we'll talk about that later. You want to just roll with it right now? No. Is it about someone who really wants to win MVP <laughs> so they'll try on. harder? Let's move on. Craig, okay. you're I'll up go. next. All right, guys. I actually knew that Heifetz was going to... He wants us to start with under, so I moved my under to the first one. <laughs> that's Sharks. pandering. Yeah, that's, that's what it looks like. That's can. right. Uh, I'm courting you. All right. Matt Ryan. We all know and love him. Pretty average. Mm. Next, next Pittsburgh Steelers quarterback, Matt Ryan. Uh... 243 and a half yards is his line against Carolina Panthers in Carolina. I'm taking the under. Carolina's got a... <laughs> Ivan's is it. Carolina's got a really good secondary. They've given up the fourth fewest fantasy points to quarterbacks this year. They have also a phenomenal pass rush. Uh, they're second in the league in sacks. Ryan's last four games, 
297 against the Bucks last week, which everybody does against the Bucks. And then after that, 190, 153, 117. This offense is rudderless. They have no one to throw to. Kyle Pitts has been terrible because teams are keying in on him and they have nobody else to go to. Uh, two, pretty much 250 is what I'm taking the under on for Matt Ryan against Carolina on the road. Give me it. Uh, I love this one. It's it's related to another one of my props, but um, yeah, I agree. It's like the 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 mismatch between the Panthers' pass rush and the uh, Falcons' offensive line. I think is going to be a big factor here. He's not going to have a lot of time. Um, this game is in Carolina. Uh, I don't know. I just the the Falcons' offense. They were humming along there like pretty well for like two weeks, but the wheels have completely fallen off at this point. Um, their best receiver at this point is Cordero Patterson, and he's like their running back. So I don't know. It, it's just a it's a messed up situation with this offense. I'm in for all those reasons. I like Matt Ryan going under here. Bang. Yeah, Falcons are bad. I love unders. I'm in. Um, you know what though? I will say I actually DK get to your next bet. Actually, we'll talk about it now. <laughs> okay. Uh, related to this, uh, so we were talking before the show. There's just not very many good props. So we were also looking at lines. I like the Panthers to cover here against Atlanta. They're favored by two and a half. Um, I think there's going to be this is going to be an interesting game to watch. The Panthers just fired their offensive coordinator Joe Brady, um, so I think that they're going to try and come out and like showcase their new identity. Uh, sounds like the new which will uh, be what like run heavy, dominate, um, and that also kind of has to do with my why I'm going in on the Matt Ryan thing is like I think they're going to try and control time of possession. I think they're going to try and run like Cam Newton, utilize him in the run game. Um, I just think it's going to be hard for Atlanta to score points in this game, and I think Atlanta or I think Carolina is going to try and like debut this new Smash Mouth identity that I think Matt Rule wants. Like that's why he, apparently one of the reasons he fi- uh, fired Joe Brady because Brady wasn't running enough. Um, he promoted one of his like I guess there's like childhood friends is like the new offensive coordinator, like one of his cronies. So like he's going to run this offense that, that Matt Rule wants to run. <laughs> okay. And so a childhood crony being promoted isn't like a great sell for me, DK. I'm gonna I'm gonna need to know why you have such confidence in a childhood crony running an offense. I don't. I, I what I'm saying is this new guy is gonna do exactly what Rule wants, which I think is to dominate like on the ground in the trenches, you know, control the clock. And I, I just think that Atlanta's gonna have a hard time scoring in this game. So I'm taking I'm taking the Panthers covering in this one. So I have a long shot coming up that involves the Atlanta money line, which I like. So I, I do think Matt Ryan's going to go under, but I there's only there's two reasons why I'm not betting on the Panthers. Christian McCaffrey's not playing, mm-hmm. and Cam Newton's the starting quarterback. I'm never <laughs> going to bet on Cam Newton laying points. I'm just not. Like oh. I, I, even if it's on the road, and I think Matt Ryan's not going to throw for 240, I still think that this is going to be like a 17 to 14 win for Atlanta. I don't want anything to do with Cam Newton laying points. So unfortunately, wow. I'm you, out. You want Atlanta to win? That's surprising. Okay, that's fair. Yeah, I mean, I get what you're saying about the Panthers' defense giving the Falcons' offense problems, but like, I and I get the Falcons' defense is bad, but like, I, I, I also cannot have the Panthers laying points in any scenario. So, <laughs> okay. uh, for that reason, I am out. Uh, I, I don't know why, but I have like more confidence in Cam Newton this week than I did. I think Cam is just so bad. I don't. I think he's volatile, and I think against this Atlanta defense, he'll be fine. I think he's volatile is polite. Yeah. Yeah. I polite indeed. Okay, well, speaking of volatile, let me guys give you um, a bet. Sharks. Yo. Let me talk to you about a minnow. I got Davis Mills under 221 passing yards. <laughs> How dare you? I mean, this, I, you know, I, I don't think I have to say very much. Again, the line is under 221 passing yards. I thought I read this wrong, but it's true. The Texans haven't had 221 total yards in three weeks. <laughs> oh, my God. Like, That's what, bad, what am I dude. missing here? This line is wrong. That's rough. Um. <laughs> the Seahawks defense 
has been better. Not exactly world renowned for its quality right now. Um, it has. How's been the better. Jets D? Because the Texans had 202 yards against the Jets total. <laughs> That's so rough. Well, Tyrod was playing in that game most of it, right? I get that, but like, I don't exactly have a ton of confidence in Davis Mills. Basically, Davis Mills yeah. has only gone over 220 when they get absolutely blown out and gets it in garbage time. The Seahawks are not capable of blowing anyone out. So you even think like this is like a nine point spread. You don't like that? No, 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 no. I actually think the Texans in a teaser is actually kind of interesting. If you're like a sadist like me, you want to bump the, the Texans like eight and a half. You want to move them to 14 and a half. Go for it. But like, I think this game's close enough that the Texans might cover, but I do not think Davis Mills gets 200. God, leave it to the Seahawks to play a close one against Houston. Um, the one variable here's one variable, which could be actually an argument in favor of you. Heifetz is uh, Jamal Adams is out for the season. With a shoulder injury, that's I, in I will favor. Say, no, <laughs> I, I, you, I was, the player you traded two first round picks for. You know what? He he's just too predictable on defense. I was joking. I, I was joking. Um, he has been playing pretty well this year. Um, in the, in the role that they have him playing, um, which is more just like a tr- traditional box safety versus like a pass rusher, like X factor kind of guy. Which I guess he's not super happy about, but he's he has been playing well, and the CX defense has been playing better. However, like taking him out, going with a guy like Ryan Neal who has very little experience, um, that is a potential red flag. However, all that said, it's Davis Mills. Like, he looked great against the Patriots and that's it. Like, otherwise he's been really, really bad. So for all those reasons, I'm in. There we go, um, You know what? Okay, let me ask this. Is there a chance that, once again, the Seahawks run way less plays than Houston in this game? And that Houston actually gets like 67 snaps? Is that, is that I mean, it's happened like, I think... How many games have they played? 13, 12? It's happened in uh, 11 out of the 12 games where the Seahawks have been severely out, like, numbered in terms of plays and total, like, yards and everything. This Seahawks-Texans game is a chance to be the most disgusting football game of the entire season, and that's saying something. I guess just I'm like, like, Houston has no running game, and if Seattle gets any kind of lead, I I actually think, I think I'm out. I think Davis Mills might just garbage time it to, like, 240. I think here's actually, you know what? Here's an interesting issue that I just kind of thought of. Like, the Seahawks, like, their philosophy on defense is Ben don't break, and they've actually been really good at this this year, like, surprisingly good, um, especially in the last few weeks, where they give up a fuck ton of yards, but then they sort of stiffen up in the red zone and, and make stops and force teams into field goals and things like that. So um, that is also sort of in the back of my mind here, a little bit worried. I'm staying in, Heifetz. Because I want when to you believe say in Ben. The don't break is a philosophy. Is that a philosophy, or is that yeah. just what defenses who kind of suck say because they're not good enough to get stops earlier on drives? <laughs> no, it, well, a little bit of both, but it has been a, a consistent thing the CX do over the years. Like, don't get beat over the top. Keep everything in front. Rally and tackle. Like that's been a big part of their philosophy identity. And then once they get into the red zone, like you know, there's just less room for offenses operating. They do their thing. But no, like generally speaking, they're always like keep everything in front. Like don't get I beat swear over to the God, top. Does every defense do that? But that sounds like what the uh, every other defense does. Every defense in the world now is like we keep things in front of us, no deep balls. Like maybe I don't know if it's just we, we figured it's it out because of this cover two thing that's been so prevalent this year. Is like why you're like hearing <laughs> that. But like there's dude, there's other teams. Like a lot of teams do like really heavy heavy blitz looks. A lot of teams like seven on the line. Like like you know trying to make the confuse the defense or trying to confuse the offense, trying to confuse the offensive line. Really blitz like exotic blitzes, all this stuff. Like the CX, I mean, generally over the years haven't done this. Like now this year, their their defense is a little more complex. But like for I think ph- philosophically, they're still sort of and the numbers bear it out. Like they've given up a ton of yards, um, but then been much better in the red zone than they have rest of the field. So I was this saying is my in, fault, but, but we've talked too much about Davis Mills. Let's move yeah. on here. Okay, fair. 
All right, Heifetz, I got an under for you. $5. I'm in. I'm in. I don't care <laughs> who it is. <laughs> All right, so Josh Jacobs going under 58.5 rushing yards against the Chiefs this week. My my initial instinct, and Heifetz, you'd be glad that I ignored it, would have been take the over because like Jacobs is going to get a lot of volume in this game in theory because he's the only guy left in this backfield. However, there's a couple factors here working against him, I think. Number one, the Chiefs defense has been really heating up of late. Like they've just been a lot better over the last four or five weeks than they had early in the season. In fact, they've been one of the better defenses in the NFL in that stretch. And number two, I don't think the Raiders still have any way of stopping what the Chiefs actually want to do on offense. You know what I mean? And like we saw this a couple of weeks ago, the Chiefs threw the ball 50 times. It was like the one game and like they were the one team who was like, you know what? This whole too high thing that's been working. Nah. That's because they're incapable of running it, I think. Like they just don't have the personnel. Um and so I think the Chiefs are going to have more offensive success than we have seen with most of the other teams that have been playing them lately. And so I think that the I think the Raiders are, are like Jacobs is just going to get game scripted out of this game on the ground. Like he'll be I think he'll have pretty good value in fantasy because he's going to be utilizing the passing game some. But the last time they played, he had seven carries for 16 yards. Drake had four carries for 16 yards. This was a few weeks ago. I think that Jacobs will do most of his damage in the air. Um the Vegas offensive line is not a good matchup for the defensive line right now for the Chiefs, I think. And so, yeah, I just think mostly it's just game script I'm going with here. I think they're going to be playing from behind. They're going to have to like go up tempo pass more and things like that. The Raiders. Dude, the Chiefs defense over the last month, like they got their players back, like people are healthy. Chris Jones is back. The last month, they held the Packers to seven points. That was like Jordan Love, but whatever. They still held them to seven points. They held the Raiders to 14. They held the Cowboys to nine points, mm. and they held the Broncos to nine points. Mm-hmm. The Chiefs, like the Chiefs, are like a defensive team now. It's kind of ridiculous, but they are. Yeah. I, so I like this, DK. I like this a lot. I also love your first instinct was an over, and then you went under. I'm in. Doing this, the Costanza, just going the opposite of my initial instinct on this one. Yeah, that's really what I want here. <laughs> the summer of DK. His normal sandwich is like tuna salad on rye. You know what? I'll get chicken salad on wheat. <laughs> and a cup of tea. That's what happened to uh, A cup of tea. <laughs> I'll. Uh, I'm gonna go in on this one with you as well. Woo. They. I just. One. The Raiders' offense is so uninspiring these days, in the mm-hmm. way that Kansas City's been playing. I like this a lot. Also, uh, Jacobs hasn't hit this in many of his past few games. Anyway. Also, he's always nursing an ankle injury. Always a candidate to just like miss a quarter and a half. Yeah. I mean, that's. I, I think that alone is like a reason the Heifetz wants us to bet unders. <laughs> it's like the injury. Somebody could get hurt. Yeah. Well, just they win more than overs. Other than well, that, yeah. I, I mean, but that's what I'm saying. I think that's part of the reason why is like yeah. guys get hurt. You know. I mean, this game maybe this will be an old takes exposed because this will this pod will release after the Vikings Steelers game. But like, if you want to grab Dalvin Cook unders if he plays, I mean, shit. I can't believe he's playing it's, this it's week. Like two weeks after a major uh, shoulder injury, and he's like, like a game time decision. Back. If he plays, I don't know. People are listening to this on Friday after Dalvin Cook had like twenty carries for 145 yards. <laughs> yeah. Do you know that he did? He did dislocate his shoulder two years ago, and then he had 27 carries. The, honestly, the real struggle is what do you do with Alexander Madison? I, again, this is all. In I think you play both of them. I think you yeah. play both. Again, Stuff. let me wait. Let me pull it up real quick. I mean, I know this, this is kind of a pointless thing to talk about because it's over. But it's literally, again, I just moot. want to clarify. <laughs> but Dwayne, I, I just I just want yeah. to throw this out. Dwayne McFarland tweeted this earlier today. Um, Should we do a segment called Thursday Night Football Predictions? On Friday, Friday morning. <laughs> right. the, again, Dalvin Cook dislocated his shoulder, played again uh, within two weeks, just like this week, and then he had 28 attempts for 94 yards and two touchdowns. Just throwing it out there. I know. I don't know. 
This episode is brought to you by State Farm. You might say all kinds of stuff when things go wrong, but these are the words you really need to remember. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. They've got options to fit your unique insurance needs, meaning you can talk to your agent to choose the coverage you need, have coverage options to protect the things you value most, file a claim right on the State Farm mobile app, and even reach a real person when you need to talk to someone. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Okay, Craig. I like the Bengals getting points versus the Niners at home. They're they're plus one right now. Mm. And I th- I'm only going to bet this if Debo and Elijah Mitchell miss time because if they do, and Debo didn't practice and Elijah Mitchell didn't practice, Elijah Mitchell's got a, he's in concussion protocol and he's got a knee thing that just flared up. They have literally one running back. They signed some guy recently, but Jamichael Hasty's the only healthy running back they have. Uh, they just lost Emmanuel Mosley, their best corner. They have literally no cornerbacks, and. They're just going to play without anybody, like nine guys on the field. Uh, They're signing (laughs) us three. Yeah, okay. And I just like, I don't know. I I like the Bengals. I like Joe Burrow. I think their receivers are going to tear up the Niners secondary. I think Jimmy G is going to have to like throw a lot in this game, which I don't like. Uh, So I think the Bengals getting one at home. And again, they have to win. I know Burrow's got the pinky thing, but he's already indicated that he's going to play. He kind of was playing okay. He's a gamer. He's playing okay with it last week. He was like still throwing for like 10 yards in attempt. So I, I like Cincy getting a point at home a lot against the beat up Niners. I'm into that one. Uh, the So like, yeah, the 49ers have been really getting hot lately, but like part of that reason is because they had been getting healthy. You know, they got Debo back. They got Kittle back. Um, Ayuk was starting to come on and all that stuff. Like everything together was really helpful for them. Is uh, Fred Warner playing in this game? I haven't seen if he's uh, getting that's healthy also- yet. He's, I think he's not expected to miss too much time. Um, so anyway, but like, I think part of the reason they were so bad earlier in the year, or at least losing games, is because they were so injured. And so, yeah, I, I think this is like something we have to keep into, or take into account here. This injury situation is not good for San Francisco. So I was listening to Solak talk about this game on the Ringer Gambling Show on Wednesdays, which everybody should check out, Ben Solak. And he was talking about how Jimmy G is a decent quarterback when he can kind of see what the defense is doing. But when defenses kind of get creative and tricky, he has trouble reading that. And he said that, you know, that's what Cincinnati does really well is they kind of disguise their their defensive packages. And if they have literally no running game, I don't know if Trey Lance is going to play a little bit in this game or what, but I, oh, even, if Debo, even if Debo plays, like, are they going to run with Debo? That's how he hurt his groin. Like, I don't know what they're going to do. Running is their game and they don't have anybody. So yeah. I don't know. I like the Bengals. I'm into it. I'm in. I think this I'm is in. convincing, Craig. I, there's, you're right. There's just so many players that are important for them to be injured that I agree. Get, being able to get points, I'm, I'm also in. Nice. It's kind of fun doing the lines. Guess the lines. We should start a bit called that. <laughs> That's a good idea. We could really you know, like build that. something around that. I like that. Yeah, it's pretty good. Uh, <laughs> you guys want to guess my next uh, my next bet? Under. Over and under. An under? I'm going over. Oh, Shut up. No, Get I'm just kidding. No. Get out of town. Nick Chubb, under 68 rushing yards. What am I missing? He had... They, the, <laughs> the Browns played the Ravens two weeks ago. He had eight carries for 16 yards. One six, six, not 60, 16 yards. Now the over under 68. Am I taking crazy pills? Well, 
Well, I think we, I don't know. I mean, if, if you look at four out of the five games before that game, he had 130, 137, 160, 100. Yeah, he's playing awful. <laughs> One of those was like the Lions. They're like the worst run D in the NFL. They, 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 there's no team Chubb is worse at in the entire league than the Ravens. He does yeah. not play well against. The, he's had one good. He's had one really good game against the Ravens in his entire career. And other and also the Ravens secondary is depleted. Like I, I just also the Browns don't have the right tackle. Jack Conklin. Like I know he got hurt in that Ravens game, but like I just this is a high number for 68. And like it's easy to look at the over because he's been going over, but against terrible run Ds. I agree. And also like uh, like if the Browns want to win. Maybe throw the ball against the worst secondary in the league against Baltimore. Like that's probably the way to do it. I actually like if, Kareem Hunt a lot in this game. If Baker doesn't have a good week this week, like if Baker has another like 140 yard week this week, uh, Case Keenum time, baby, bruh, not good anyway. <laughs> but yeah, Nick Chubb under 68. Like if he beats me, whatever. But like I just you know he literally he had 16 me. against this team two weeks. If he ago. dies. He dies. Um, <laughs> I am going to be out on this one simply because. Oh. Nick Chubb is, I don't know, he just seems like one of those guys he could rip off like an 80-yard run, and it wouldn't surprise me. Um, That's how they get you, DK. That's how they get you. I am going to be out, although I think the the logic here is fine. I I don't have a strong argument against it. I just think Nick Chubb's feet grip the ground differently than everyone else on Earth, and he's more explosive than anyone else I've ever seen. And I just love Nick Chubb, so I think he's going to have a 60-yard run in this one. She take the over on longest run. Uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. DK is like over over sixty eight longest run of the game. <laughs> I am in with you on this one, Heifetz. I want to ride the under train. All aboard! <laughs> All aboard for the people who want a winning record. Thank you, Mister Horlback. We'll take now, your ticket. Let me pitch you on an over. Sure. God damn it, <laughs> Tyler Lockett! Over sixty five and a half receiving yards. First of all. Lockett is the only player who's been consistent on Seattle this entire year somehow. And even more so, he's he's mallet finger proof. His last three games, he's been amazing. He's hit the over on this line easily in each of the last three games with Russ and his, you know, messed up finger. They're indoor (laughs) playing the Texans. The Texans can't rush the passer, which the Seahawks give up a lot of sacks. That shouldn't be a problem this week. Uh, I think he could get this by halftime. He's getting a ton of targets since Russ has been back. This seems really easy to me against a really shitty secondary in a game that I think the Seahawks should win by 14. I like this one. So, yeah, it's tough because obviously... Who's going to catch... Like, if they win this game, that's a nine and a half point spread. They don't. They have like seven running backs who all suck. Like, who... I don't understand who's going to have the yards if they're a 10-point favorite. Like, how are they going to win this game? Who's who's putting up the yards? Yeah. Not Freddie Swain. And DK Metcalf is now getting five targets a game and Lockett's getting like 10. I am going to go in with you on this one. I, I think, so, I, I, this is probably going to come back to bite me, but I think the CX offense could finish kind of strong down the stretch. Like, I know we've talked about, like, how volatile they are and how we don't trust Russell Wilson. In fact, did we did we put Russell Wilson in the burn book? I can't remember. I don't think we did. I think we did. But, like, their, their schedule down the stretch is really nice. And this Houston game, in particular, is like a get-right opportunity. Last week, quietly, it was kind of, like, overshadowed by the fact, like, Gerald Everett had these egregious uh, turnovers, but like Russell Wilson completed 81% of his passes. He would have had four touchdowns and no picks, I think, if those uh, if Everett hadn't dropped the first one, then he dropped a shovel pass by the goal line. Um, and we'd all be talking about how Russ is back, you know, against the San Francisco defense. Now, obviously, it's a little different because that didn't happen and 
you know, the mallet finger thing. But I think he's he like the offense really did look different in this last game. They he's were also getting con- healthier, I would imagine. Every week he yes. gets another week to he he probably should have came back last week or this week in reality. Also, he, like I, I I think I mentioned this when he was hurt, but like he also, regardless of the injury, he also seems to have like two or three games every season where he just looks like dog shit um, for whatever reason. Like Great he just gets, he just goes into the game and he sucks. Um, but for the most part, he's been one of the more consistent passers in the NFL over the last like decade. So um, betting on that against this terrible Houston defense, I feel good about that. I to be honest, I should look and see if I can find it. I would like to bet this over for the first half alone. I wonder what odds I could get on that. I really yeah. do feel like this is a, the type of game where in the first drive, and Lockett does this all the time where he's like three catches for 71 yards in the first drive. And you're like, oh, it's one yeah. of those games. Yeah. High fits? Mm. I think this is a very convincing argument from Craig, and that's why I'm out. No! Because <laughs> no, this is how the overs get you. This is Everything about it makes sense, and that's 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 why they keep building casinos. <laughs> if it's this new philosophy, literally never going to go in on an so over So they get a uh, fantasy football podcast sponsorship money. It's, uh, it's all these things sound so great. And you know yeah, what? Just I'm, take the What under. are they doing in casinos? I'm putting, there's no windows anywhere. You don't know what time it is. I'm giving you Just free drinks. You can't that's, find your way out. Yeah. <laughs> no, I'm out. Uh, what right. I'll give you is, uh, you know what else I'm out on? The New York football giants. Let me tell you guys about another <laughs> is this a new The Chargers or? giving nine and a half. Have you guys seen Mike Lennon play? I think it's 10 now. What? Give it, <laughs> give it 20. I don't Mike, give a shit. Mike Lennon play. Um, I have a thought. It is 10. 10? Okay, fine. Give the Chargers 10 points. Give them 15. Like, you know how there's you you could argue that the most valuable player, the simplest way is like if the quarterback was taken off the board, how much does the line move? And that's probably the most valuable player. Sal's talked about that. Mm-hmm. Like Rogers is probably the MVP this season because the line moves the most if he plays. Is there an LVP, the least valuable player, based on how much the line moves that they play? Like if Jake Fromm has to start this game for the Giants on a week notice, would the line go to eighteen? That's a good point. Who's the, who's the who skews the line the, the widest because they're so bad? Yeah, yeah. Like how I remember I was like, oh, Mason Rudolph should actually improve the Steelers line. <laughs> yes, he should. It's like that. <laughs> anyway, I think if Jake. I don't think Jake Fromm's going to start this game for the Giants. I think that is probably going to be Mike Lennon. But regardless, that's concussed Mike Lennon who hasn't practiced. Uh, we'll see if he actually does return to practice. We're recording this Thursday, but like the Giants are not in the Chargers class of teams. I, I know the Chargers are dealing with their own issues, but I actually think they're going to net be getting more players back this week than they've actually lost. Your beloved Mike Williams is probably going to miss this game, Craig. Maybe but not, I, though. I, now, there's there's news that he might... conflicting information. I, I think net, though, they're actually going to get more players back than they will actually lose. And, dude, I, I, I just think the Giants are going to be completely outclassed by this Chargers team, and it will be embarrassing. All the Giants fans will be pissed that they didn't take Rashawn Slater in the draft. And... um. <laughs> I'm not looking forward to it. And if you don't want to lay 10 points, I also would throw out a teaser of like, maybe I'm crazy. Chargers giving three and a half and throwing anybody, any other, any other thing you want. I'm a sadistic person. So it could be Texans plus 14 and a half. Cause I just kind of don't think the Seahawks are capable of beating a team by two touchdowns. That's you literally read my mind. I don't think there's been a sexier teaser option than this Chargers Giants game. The entire this year. is the most teasable game I've ever seen. But at that point, I'm like, just take the goddamn line. Somebody needs to lock my checking account because what I, <laughs> I honestly freeze exactly freezes assets. Exactly what you just said. Like, 
Gra I'm just also grab the Chargers money line and put it with anything else. Like I'm doing the Chargers money line with Cowboys minus four, slamming that together. Just use it as a little a little sprinkle on your Sunday on any bet you make. Toss into the Chargers tees or the Chargers money line. For all those reasons, I'm in. I have never like been one of those people that would put like a substantial amount of money <laughs> on a money line that's like minus four hundred, like for twenty five percent return. It's never really appealed to me. I am thinking about it for Chargers minus three, uh, nine and a half. Or sorry, uh, the Chargers to, to win this game. It's only minus four hundred. Like I, I, I've never really contemplated it till this week with Mike Lennon. Do you think that means we should put money on the Giants? Kind of right. Like, like <laughs> Mike Lennon beating Justin Herbert. God, That's, that seems about right for this year. Maybe I'll put ten dollars in the Giants just to hedge it all. Oh my! God. Uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna go in on this high fits with you um, for one simple reason. And I, and I think this is maybe like the distillation of the Giants' problems over the last few years. They they have a very hard time scoring touchdowns. Like <laughs> they they can't score touchdowns is one of the main problems for the Giants. Is that in, why? Is that because they're last in touchdowns over the last two years? Is that what gives you that uh, idea? Yeah, that's one thing. I also saw this from Josh Norris, which blew my freaking mind. No Giants running back or wide receiver has scored a touchdown. In their last five games, Holy. zero running backs or receivers. This is why I was down on Saquon. <laughs> like, like, the, <laughs> like, like what for the, the season? I know Mike Davis. I was bad. I do want to give myself some props for a couple things, like having Najee Harris over Saquon. Everyone thought I was nuts, and it's yeah, like yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. everyone forgot. Like, not only was Saquon's injury thing underdone, and he didn't play like really well the first couple weeks. This team's fucking awful. <laughs> it sucks, it's so man. bad. Their left tackle scored a touchdown. Their fucking running backs and receivers <laughs> Dude, haven't scored a touchdown, touchdown in five Kenny games. Galladay. They play. They pay Kenny Galladay eighteen million dollars a year. They're allergic to the end zone. They can't get wait, into actually, the fucking wait, end is there zone. Another, wait, I think there's another stat. Uh, what was the, I, does Jonathan Taylor have more touchdowns than the Giants this year? The Giants offense this year. <laughs> I don't. I, I have to look this up. Probably. Was, I think there's a player. What is Taylor at? 18, 16? Yeah, yeah. Uh, Taylor has eighteen touchdowns total this year. I think. I don't know if the Giants have 18 touchdowns. Let me look that up. <laughs> you mean uh, offensively or just like total as a team? I, I, I honestly, period. They have a They have 18 touchdowns this year. Wow. Offensive touchdowns. They have 11. They have 19 total. They have one seven. pick six. No, they have a fumble. Uh, oh no, they, I forgot. John Ross like recovered like a touchdown for anyway. Yeah, they have 19 touchdowns as a team. <laughs> Jesus, dude, it's so bad. Oh my god. Yeah. So, anyways, for that reason, I'm in. Fantastic. All right. Glad we can agree on the Giants being awful. All right. This episode is brought to you by Paramount Plus. Get in, loser. Mean Girls is now streaming on Paramount Plus. Join Katie Heron as she meets the plastics and Tina Fey's new twist on the modern classic. Get ready for more of the rumors, backstabbing, and jokes you loved from the original movie with some fetch surprises. Rated PG 13. Wear pink and head to ParamountPlus.com to try it free. Long shots. Yeah. Yeah. Boys, it's favorites money line week. I love all the favorites this week. This is a really like last week there was like one game with a spread over four and a half points. There's a million this week, and I like all of them. A lot of them are at home too. So I'm doing a big money line favorites parlay. I'm doing Packers at home versus the Browns, Broncos at home versus the Lions, Chargers the at home versus the Giants. And the Chiefs at home versus the Raiders. And I'm going to sprinkle in the Seahawks versus the Texans. It's plus 156. I know it doesn't sound like a lot. I just want to interject here to say that at home needs to be retired as like a thing that they'll win. Like home teams are win like 50.1% of games now. 
No, like, I know. Basically a coin toss. No, I know. But I, what, I, I feel like as you get later into the season, like when you're playing at home and weather becomes a factor, like you're more comfortable in your, in your arena. Uh, like, like the Chiefs playing at home versus the Raiders. Like I actually think that matters. Like it's going to be freezing cold in Kansas City and like Derek Carr, who's used to playing in a dome out there. Like I, I do factor that in a little bit. But <clears throat> regardless, Packers, Broncos, Chiefs, Chargers, Seahawks, Moneyline Parlay. Love it. What do you think, DK? I love it. I'm in. Uh, mine's someone. Wait, can I give it quick? Can I give? Can I give the exact opposite of what Craig's saying? Because yeah, Craig's throwing out like five teams. I was going to do all the same have hyphens. to win to win one. Let me just throw out if the exact if Craig got every single one of these wrong. Let's see here. The payout would be. We'd have to put this in. So if the Raiders beat the pack. If the Raiders beat the Chiefs. If the Bears beat the Packers. The Chargers lose to the Giants, which would be absolutely incredible. The Broncos beat the Lions. Oh, sorry, sorry. The Lions beat the Broncos. And the Texans beat the Seahawks. Yikes. The payout would be, if you put $10 on that, you would get $22,000. <laughs> That's a moonshot shot. Or you right could there. put $10 on Craig's bet and win... Um, 15. 15. Your I mean, choice. Sure. Okay. Yeah. Obviously, then do both. Honestly, what's more likely? <laughs> put one dollar on the 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 underdog, and then put put ten dollars on the. I just think who. I mean, who screws you? Is it Seattle? I guess. I, I honestly don't see a scenario. The Lions aren't winning two in a row. The Bears aren't beating Green Bay in Green Bay. Well, uh, well, the Bears are playing Green Bay. I want to throw this out. Rogers saying this week he doesn't regret saying he owns the Bears. The Bears have to win this game, like for any and all pride. They're like not Aaron Rodgers officially owns. I'm just saying, like. <laughs> They're not the Bears, like, no. if you ever believe a cliche of teams playing more emotional, like, that's crazy. Like, if a guy screams at your fans, I fucking own you, and then says, yeah, I don't feel bad about saying that, and then comes out and beats your ass again, all of you have to retire. I, I, aren't the Bears already there? Like, as I mean, a it's going to happen, so. <laughs> Basically, but like, <laughs> I, I think. The I economy think, of uh, Chicago going to shut down at this point? Look, yeah. it's such a cliche <laughs> to be like, they take it personally and stuff, but, like, I do think that they will do trick, like, they'll do everything to win this game. This is the season to me. I'm serious for Chicago. All right. Okay. Okay. Craig, I got a uh, three leg parlay that's sort of zigging while you're where yours at. You're taking all the favorites. I got three underdogs I like in this one. Is this moonshot or is this just long? This shot? is just a long shot. Okay. Not a moonshot. Well, I don't think it's a moonshot. Anyway, uh, I like the Ravens over the Browns. That is the money line on that is plus one twenty five. Um, I like what we talked about before: the Bengals over the 49ers in Cincy. That's plus 105. And then the third one is Rams over Cardinals. Mm. I understand the Cardinals beat up on the Rams in this last game they played. But uh, if you look back at the like history, so like we've talked about this on the pod, like the NFL or the NFC West is sort of like this circular, like they just beat up on each other. The Seahawks own uh, the 49ers, the 49ers own Seahawks, or sorry, the 49ers own the Rams, Mm -hmm. the Rams own it's just a circular thing. The Rams also, by the Rock, way, paper, have owned... Scissors. Yeah. yeah. The, the Rams have also owned, generally speaking, the Cardinals over the last few years. In fact, this win, the Cardinals' win over the Rams was their first in the last nine... Sorry, in the first nine games they played. Yeah. So the Rams had won the last eight before this one that they won. Um, and I think the Rams are good. Like, I don't think the Rams are crappy. I think they're, they're going to get their mojo back. I think they're going to be fine. I think that last game with the Rams and Cardinals was like a few big plays didn't go the Rams way and then just got away from them. I think I like all three of these. Can we quickly have a brief aside and talk about, did you guys see the thing I sent you on Instagram about Van Jefferson and Sean McVay? <laughs> that was so good. That was the most no, horrible look at me. Look at interaction. Me. Yeah, tell, tell look, the story. I didn't see it. 
Van Jefferson catches like a touchdown on some route that McVay was really happy about. And you see McVay on the sideline, like, yes, way to go, Van. And then Van runs up to him and he grabs and he goes like, hey, come back. Look at me. Look at me. And he goes like, you did a great job. Like, I'm really proud of you. Keep it up. Like, you're you're playing so well. And then Van Jefferson goes and sits down on the bench. And like a minute later, gets back up and goes back to McVay and goes, hey, coach, I just want to let you know, like, that stuff really gives me a lot of confidence. Like the positive words you're saying to me, it makes me feel really good as a player. Like, thank you so much. And I was like, wow, this is just coaching and teaching. Hell yes. Is that what McVeigh was like as a podcaster? Like he's Honestly, just like, hey, Craig, yes. Craig, look at me. Look at me, Craig. Look at me. Look at me. You're doing a really great job producing <laughs> this. I appreciate the home setup you had. You're working really hard. Thank you. And you just like sat there and like, we're like, whoa. Can I just say, I've never worked with anybody in the, you know, the professional higher end space nicer than McVeigh and Schrager. They were both the coolest guys. They let me read the emails and, and do the mailbag stuff with them. Like I didn't ask to do that. I didn't have the to do that. The emails and the voicemails. The emails and the voicemails. They were consummate <laughs> professionals. They were great guys. Uh, this reminds me of like this, like, I guess like the, uh, argument between football guy like benching a, a player if he gets be- like if he fumbles the ball like for instance obviously James Robinson this the last week, this week. <laughs> got benched for oh like God, two quarters is, or something like that because he fumbled and so like I don't know like I guess honestly like the, it does matter who the person is like every player is a little different like coaching styles are should be tailored towards certain like personalities. So like in, in Van Jefferson's case, like he responds really well to positive affirmation. I get that. Some players you have to like true tell tell them they suck and they'll get Tough mad love. at you and then yo, they'll but, play but Tom really Brady. well. But yo, DK was DK was being polite about the Jaguars. So Urban Meyer, <laughs> who has multiple times like not really explain like they're like, hey, why'd you sub this guy out at the He's time? Like, He's I like, don't I know. don't know. I don't. I, I just delegate that. <laughs> I wasn't paying attention. <laughs> He doesn't do Multiple shit. Times. What does he do? What would you say you shit, do Shit, I was here? high when I said that. <laughs> and they're like, you don't delegate. They're like, well, James Robinson's really banged up. Why did he play like eight snaps in the fourth quarter when you're down 30 points when he's really hurt? And he's like, uh, 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 I don't know. And then this week, Robinson gets benched because he fumbled. And Trevor Lawrence just said, like, Trevor fumbled Lawrence fumbled twice, whole thing, right? Like, no, I, I think, think he's fumbled, fumbled a couple times last few weeks. Oh, okay. He fumbled once in this game. Yeah. And Trevor Lawrence is like, we have to play James Robinson because like <laughs> he's our best player. And but he fumbled in the game, and Urban Meyer is like, look, you know, we don't bench you; you bench yourself. You put the ball on the ground, you go to the bench. That's how it works. Except I Carlos Hyde shit. replaced him and fumbled and didn't come out of the game. Or he came out; he came back up for the next series. So it's like James Robinson fumbles, misses like three series. Carlos Hyde fumbles and is right back out there, and it was like bizarre. So th- to your point, there's ranges, perhaps. Yeah. Between yeah, yeah. the McPhee's I mean, look, I, I understand like Bill Belichick, generally known as the greatest football coach of all time, like he does this. So like, obviously there's something to it, but I don't like it personally. Like, I just think it's, you know, I just don't think it, I don't think, it, I, how could it have a positive effect on anybody? I That's don't like that. some Coach Herman Boone, remember the Titan shit. You drop the ball, you run a mile. Dude, I know how many feet are a mile because of that. Like when I have to, like whenever that comes up, how many feet are a mile, I hear that 5,280 feet. And I'm like, you go that's, run every one of them. <laughs> You're killing me, Petey. There's certain <laughs> facts you know because of movies. You know what I mean? Oh, that's my favorite sports movie of all time. Oh, same. Dude, well, because we, there was, um, when I was growing what up, is there it? was this. Remember the time? I've never seen it. Oh, oh my God. Are you serious? <laughs> Jesus Christ. I have like a running bit with my buddy who like is very upset with me that I've never seen it. Um, Dude. And so now I just refuse to watch it. And so I, that's kind of like oh, why. DK, I, I'm not going to go out here and be like, you have to watch this movie because there's a lot of things I've not seen. I'll just say this. It was a favorite of mine growing up. And also there was a storm that took out power where I lived for like when I was growing up for like eight days. 
And so <laughs> I and um I had like a an iPad and we had one we had one movie downloaded on the iPads, Remember the Titans. So my family, we just watched Remember the Titans for five nights. <laughs> Got us through that story. And it was like an event. And it was we all wrote out it, like psychos to each other the constantly. It also came out at the perfect time for you and I, Heifetz. I think, you know, we yeah. were like seven years old when it came out. And so it's just like really was the seminal sports movie. And the soundtrack is still incredible. It's it's incredible it's, soundtrack. If I'm, oh, ain't no mountain high enough. Just. Oh, it's so good. Like young Ryan Gosling is in it. Obviously, Denzel's the head coach. It's it's just it's crazy. I know the it's, I know the line or Craig that you did. Like you're killing me. You're like, killing me. Kill me, baby. You're <laughs> killing me. I've seen That's that. You guys, life. every time you guys take it over, I'm like, you're <laughs> killing me, JK. You're killing me. You know how many times overs went forty percent. All right. You don't. You waters for washing blood off that uniform, and you don't get no blood on that uniform. What is pain? <laughs> what are we, are we do the whole movie? You gonna keep going or <laughs> I, I don't know? Are we okay? okay. Uh, God, oh, just got me going. All right, let's just do Ringer Listener League real quick. You can play with us on Fanduel on the wait, bad wait, wait. League. I got a moonshot. Oh, can I t- can I give out a moonshot? Okay, yeah. So I basically I, I bet those favorites that I laid out those five favorites I like because th- there's more of those heavy favorites, but I didn't like those. So I grabbed the opposite of that for the heavy favorites I didn't like. So I'm gonna do a Bill Simmons underdog par- underdog parlay with a lot of these dogs who I think can win. So I'm throwing together Falcons over the Panthers, the Jets over the Saints. I don't trust Taysom Hill and Mallet and the Jags over the Titans. So, if, and I'm sprinkling in a little Charger Packer boot, odd boost because I like their money lines, but I think Jets, Jags, Falcons is my underlog, underdog parlay of the week. Uh, $10 wins you 350 Man, if the Jets beat the Saints, rough going in uh, only, New Orleans. Dude, they're only five and a half point dogs. Yeah. It's kind of weird. It's kind of fishy. No one. I do want to throw up my Jason. underdog parlay last week. Did win. It did it win the Washington Steelers won. Oh right, yeah. And you know what, Heifetz? We also liked. Oh no, we liked Washington. That's what we were talking about. I, I, I chickened out on parlaying them, but I liked Washington and Pittsburgh individually. But I chickened out on parlaying them, like as an official wreck. But I did do it in my own personal life. All right. Uh, as I was saying before, Craig so rudely interrupted. Um, Sorry. It's, it's okay. It was a joke. It was you actually. We're just very enthusiastic. All right, Fandle, you can play with us on Fandle, Bad Quarterback League, Ringer.com. Sorry, not Ringer.com. The Ringer, though, great website. Fandle.com slash BadQB. There's also the Fandle, the Ringer Listener League on Fandle. Check that out. Honestly, just do we have the epi- link in the episode description, Craig? Yeah, yeah, we Yes, do. we do. Check it out there. You can play with us. Do you guys have any DFS strategies you're rolling with for this contest this week? I like T. Higgins in this one. 6,800, assuming he plays. Uh, going up against a cornerbackless San Francisco team, and if you look at the numbers over the last like six seven weeks, like he's been outperforming Jamar Chase target rate targets air. Well, I don't know air yards, but he's been he's definitely been outproducing him in a lot of like key metrics. He's just been balling right now. Uh, yeah, I like uh, if you want a really cheap tight end, Dick Jones, maybe Dick Seals Jones. Dick Seals a lot Jones. of like a lot of we'll see if these got people play this week. Yeah, true. I like Lockett. Obviously, he's one of my bets of the week. I like Diggs a lot to bounce back against Tampa. Been hearing a lot about Cole Beasley against Tampa Bay this week because Tampa Bay plays zone primarily, I believe, and, and Beasley just tears up zone coverages. So that's that's an interesting one. He's 5,900. That's a good one. I, I think Taysom Hill is like the obvious pick at quarterback this week. And then also just like the... Well, Tony Pollard is also banged up now along with Zeke. If Tony Pollard doesn't play, or if he does, like Zeke Elliott... He's not himself either, but like Zeke Elliott's price has dropped by like three grand, basically. Zeke is just a very good value, as is Javante Williams. Yeah, I'm, I'm starting Javante Williams against Detroit. 
Yeah. Uh, so. can, I can I say about Zeke? I don't think I've ever seen a player look more physically hurt at running back and play through games than I... <laughs> he just limps the entire game. Zeke is literally limping, like, as he runs. He's not even, yeah. like, like you know, biting down, running, looking fine, and then getting up and limping back to the huddle. Like, he limps on the runs. I yeah. can't believe he's playing. I don't know what they're doing, to be honest. Yeah. It's, it's Pollard has plantar fasciitis, I think, is what I heard. Oh, does not he? Good. That's bad. I thought it was an ankle injury. Foot strain, but I guess... Is that what plantar fasciitis technically is? I yeah. guess that actually kind of is what it it's is. It's a tendon it? under your foot, right? Foot strain. Yeah, all right. Well, that's not good. He I tore his that. left plantar fascia. He tore it? Did that just come On out? On the 58, yeah, like this like this afternoon it came out. Oh, shit. Uh, he's going to be game time decision on Sunday against Washington. So that seems risky. Dude, a torn plantar fascia? That's... It can't feel good. So he said, so he, Pollard says, they say once you tear it, it actually heals better and you don't feel it as much. I'm waiting until, I'm waiting until I get to that point, which means I think he can what? still feel it. Yeah. He's waiting for his plantar fascia to tear <laughs> so it can heal. My instinct on this one is don't play Pollard. Obviously, <laughs> wait and see. <laughs> wait and see a little bit what they say, but uh, that doesn't sound that's, good. That's good advice, TK. All right. Well, I guess I'll be playing limpy Zeke Elliott. All God. Right. Mm. Okay. Thank you, DK. Thank you, Craig. Thank you, Remember the Titans. Just incredible. You're killing me. <laughs> Shout out, Remember the Titans. Shout out, Bertier. Shout out, Julius. Strong side. Left side. Thank you, you, Lord. Lord. Oh, God. Uh, shoot. Let me think. No, go. Hurry up. Uh, thank you, Marvin's Clearwater Revival. Oh, oh Remember okay. the Craig, Titans. Your favorite. Yes. Are they in that movie? Yes. Wow. Nailed oh, that it. Was I don't know why I felt like that was the case. Unreal. The movie soundtrack is like ridiculous. It is so good. It's like Marvin Gaye, Cat Stevens, The Hollies, Norman Greenbaum. Uh, it's you, just can't, you can't watch that movie and sit still. Is like, it set in the to. 70s? Oh, uh, yes. Virginia in the 70s, I believe. Okay. The 50th anniversary of the teams this year. It's 50 years ago. To like yeah, yeah. This. 1970. Virginia. They won okay. the championship like 50 years ago to like last week. Guys, I got to be honest. I don't remember the Titans. Get it? Ooh. All right. We're done. We're done. <laughs> Do this. Do this. Do this. 